You're listening to Felony Podcast with your host, Dave Dahl, on the Startup Radio Network. The Felony Podcast explores ex-felons that have gone on to launch their own startups. We explore the ups, the downs, the behind-the-bar stories with these founders. Felony Podcast airs every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. My name is Mark Grimes, co-founder of Startup Radio Network. Also with us in the studio, Dave's partner in crime, Lad Justison. And here's a man with a plan, leader of the band, buff and tanned, Dave, the killer bread man, doll. Welcome to Felony Podcast, motherfuckers, live from downtown Portland, Oregon. I'm Dave Dahl, and I'm best known for my killer bread. And you can read my story at davedahl360.com, and Dahl is spelled D-A-H-L. D-O-L. Don't be messing with me, dude. <laughs> keep up. You knew that was yeah, keep up with it. That sounds different today. Keep up with me there and on my Facebook page. <laughs> Uh, my Facebook page is Dave Dahl, creator and co-founder of Dave's Killer Bread. That's a mouthful. And that's enough about me. Uh, today we have a guest co-host, and we don't have Lad today. I'm sorry for those who, you know, find Lad attractive. Um, Taco. This, yeah, <laughs> his dog, Taco. Uh, this guy is the very personification of Portland weirdness. He's a titan. He's, the, he's a titan of tattoo work, who incidentally did some well, did like seventeen years in prison. Is that true? Off and on, yeah. Yeah, you know, off it, and on. It's true, off and on. Yeah. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not. It, seventeen <laughs> years. Depends on who you're talking on. to. Seems like every time I did, I, I got more time. The more I got into it. All so right. the last year was six. All Solid. Right. Well, anyway, lad's not here today. Uh, this guy's the proprietor of Murder Inc which is a tattoo shop here in Portland. And he's my buddy, Mr. Mark Gailey. Thanks for helping me out here, buddy. Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure. This is awesome. Cool. So, uh, our get- well, wait talk a shit about you on Let's the air. Let's talk a little bit. What? Oh, really? <laughs> you, you, I don't know if I can keep up with you. I'm going to try. You, you generally do keep up with me. you got diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> Speaking of talking shit. True that. So, uh, <laughs> so really, um, you know, you've been up to a lot of things lately. I, uh, you know, first of all, let's talk about Lad a little bit. What's up with Lad? What do you think's up with Lad? Cares? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's Lad, enough. Right I don't there. know. I love Lad. Uh, I actually known Lad longer than you, so yeah, um, a lot longer. So let's talk about him. Uh, hopefully he's listening right now. He might be on some kind of blackout, I think. Well, he's probably in a, some kind of meeting. Um, he's down there doing uh, treatment for gambling, of all things, because he's scared to hell. He's scared of drugs, but he's not scared of money. You know, he's been <laughs> scared straight one way. Um, but, you know, at least he doesn't do that. And so we're hoping that Lad uh, gets everything he needs. He's going to be gone for 60 days. And we love Lad, uh, no matter how much uh, I really can't stand him. I, the I treatment always... for that's got to be interesting because it's not a physical thing, right? So, I, I mean, in my mind, well, there's that of it. It's an addiction, mental addiction. But then once you get put back out in that atmosphere, like being stripped away from something is one thing. But being able to control yourself around it, not in a controlled environment is a... Well, yes, I've that's heard. the way treatment is. That's the, that's, the, that's the rub with treatment. When you get out, uh, that's when the real business starts. I've heard that uh, gambling stimulates some 
releases a chemical in your brain that's, uh, you know, uh, in the pleasure, similar. a pleasure thing that's similar to drug addictions like sure. the opioids or the that amphetamines. That makes perfect sense. That's probably exactly what, you know, what's no, going I, on. And I've, I've experienced it. I've, I've played video poker before and I get that little fluttery feeling and it's like I got to keep going. And mm -hmm. So luckily uh, I've that hasn't got out of control with me because... I never, I never really got off on it. On it. I, I used to go, I'd always, like, when I was doing a dope deal back in the 90s, mm -hmm. I would stop and, and wait around. And, well, and Other motherfuckers were playing video yeah, poker? Well, no, I would play. Oh. Uh, but I would limit myself to, like, 50 or 100 bucks or something. And, of course, you know, maybe, and then I'd be done. And you know what? I won sometimes, and I lost 50 bucks sometimes. So, big deal. Uh, I got over it. But, you know, I mean... It, I was already high, so it wasn't going to do anything to me like that, right? So anyway, um, and then you, you know what? I've been wanting to talk to you, especially on air, about why you haven't got my tattoo done. Um, That's enough out of you. Okay, let's... Oh, yeah, Dave, I forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, yeah, yeah, he's doing a great job on my tattoo. You already paid me. Why do I need to finish oh, it? Oh, <laughs> that's right. Oh, man, you know that sounds about right. Okay. So, hey. Scheduling conflicts. Anything else you want to talk about before I get to my guest? Mm, I don't know. How, how about um, your love life now? Well, my love life. <laughs> uh, you know, I got a tattoo called Loser in Love. Um, I've gone through a string of situations. I don't really want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of figured that, but that's why I called you out. I, he's, uh, Mark is also a great dad, from what I can tell. Um, he's a very loving dad. And Saxon Gene Edward Gailey. Yes, he's, he's he's got a lot of kids actually, and some he doesn't even know about. I'm I call him, sure. I call them possibles. I got four and a, po a few possibles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it sounds like we're playing spades. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> right. I got came up with that. You know what? We met one of our sponsors today. Um, a, a really cool dude. I I was kind of surprised. His name is uh, Daniel. Oh. I and yes, he you can, he goes by CPA dude. And uh, I wonder if we can get him in here, but we can talk some smack. Him? Yeah, I want to talk. Right. Yeah, we'll talk a little smack, just me and me and Alan. Oh yeah. So what are you up to, Dave? What am I up to? Well, you know, I'm up to so many things. I'm trying to do some rebranding right now. Um, you know, it's really not rebranding, but it's kind of uh, moving my brand along. In that, uh, with Dave's Killer Bread, I used to do a lot of. Um, a, a lot of outreach. It was mm -hmm. part of the business where I was able, it was a perfect storm where I had a product that people loved, but I, to get the word out, um, I had the advantage of being, of having a story to tell. Sure. And people wanted to hear the story. So I went from place to place and told my story. Um, you know, things kind of, life got interrupted and I, I had a, uh, well, I, I ran into three cop cars, or they ran into me, or something, and uh, so now here I am, uh, trying to get out there and speak again. I start doing some speaking and working on maybe videos, nice. maybe a book, um, you know, several different things. But I, it's all in the soup. It's the soup right now. You know? Right. And we're gonna see what comes. I need some crackers, is what I need, and we'll be all set. That sounds good. So uh, how are we doing there, Mark? What's up? What's the, what's the word? Hey, dude's on his way. Cool. This guy's this guy's gonna be fun to talk to. I can tell already. So uh, on that note that we were just talking about, 
Yesterday, I was invited to speak um, at a event called, uh, what was the event called? It was the uh, Portland Economic Summit, and there were six or 700 people there, Whoa. and I got to uh, run my neck for a few minutes, and people liked it. They, they appreciated what I had to say, and what I was talking about really was... Um, you know, I, I love the, I did mention the felon uh, entrepreneur thing, which mm -hmm. is a cool thing, but I also was pointing out that there is a lot of opportunity in the trades, and, you know, how hard is it to get a, an electrician or a plumber right now? I mean, it's really hard, um, and, you know, lately I've just had to do everything uh, myself. You know, I, I do all my own electrical, oh, all my really? own plumbing. No, not I was really. going to say, can you, I need you over at my house, Dave. Yeah. Please. Well, none of my, have you been to my house? Nothing works. Well, <laughs> yeah. I noticed that. And, and my toilet's been clogged for a while. How much does your house cost and you can't even get the, the sink thing to work? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The toilet handle got a, fell off. He's got a little paper towel holder in the bathroom. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. But so, you, you bring up a good point because those are like, that's steady work and well-paying work for people that are doing it. Yeah, and nobody seems to want to be one nowadays. These youngsters coming up, they, they're like, oh, tech industry, which makes sense. Um, they want to do all the things that are that are the new guard of the new world order, if you will, uh, of the 21st century. And there's a, several people, there's a growing um, wave of awareness that the trades are an opportunity. You know, and I personally learned a trade in, in prison called uh, computer-aided computer drafting. And that was, that was the beginning of my new life. I learned one too, tattooing. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that wasn't legal, dude. Well, that's, I, that's a high-paying job with consistent work as well. <laughs> yeah, I got top yeah. ramen and cheese packs and yeah. envelopes. Oh, you li you're living large in there, I you? was. Hey, and we have... <laughs> test, test, test. We've managed, you know, we graciously, uh, Daniel, the CPA dude, has um, <laughs> has told us that he would jump in today in the absence of everybody who, you know, we even had a backup person that um, wasn't available. So this is the second person you pulled off the street for the show today. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I pulled him off the elevator. I, I didn't know I was going to do that, but I saw him on the elevator, and he was frowning at me because of something I said. I couldn't. I'm looking over at him. And I go. I go, okay, something I said, because he's got a frown on his face. And, uh, <laughs> well, the weird thing is that makes the three of us the responsible ones here. So, uh, that yeah. makes no sense at all. No, that doesn't make any sense. Especially you, Alon. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, some of be some you were telling me earlier, some of your best friends are, are actual uh, heterosexuals. Yep, just a few. Well, I, I just, uh, you know, I just thought that was a, a good aside. At this point, right now. Uh, so, now, what's your last name, Daniel? Uh, Morris. Daniel Morris. We've been talking about Daniel for a long time. Kind of just going out, right? Yeah, this guy was seriously. I mean, how's he making any money? You know, he's got maybe he, maybe he's a criminal, and this is just kind of a front. 
Well, some people do call tax planning, tax avoidance, and tax evasion, and there's always a fine line. So uh, you probably you probably don't cheat on anybody else's taxes, just your own, right? No. Uh, let's see here. Uh, when it, I always say that uh, when in doubt, cheat. At Morris and D'Angelo, we're never in doubt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know what? I um, I have a need for accounting services on a very constant basis, and. Um, I know it's good to have a backup plan right now, and I do have one with you in case my uh, my good buddy that does my taxes right now, uh, you know, something happens to him. Well, that's always a great, you know, everybody should have um, multiple backups. You should for lawyers and doctors and accountants and Absolutely. insurance people. Things happen, and not every, uh, not every accountant's an expert in the same areas, and uh, you've got a good person working with you that you should continue that relationship yeah. and always seek better <laughs> options. I mean, everybody who's going to be an entrepreneur in times is going to have to make reporting, and um, you should never pay more than you should ever have to pay. And sometimes it's worth paying a little, but... You know, want to be clean about it, right? Yeah, it's a good uh, stuff. For me, it for me, it's uh, it's there's no. I don't. I never feel like I'm overpaying people for these kinds of services. This is um, this is a level of knowledge and uh, ability that you know that is so valuable. You can save you money, save you a lot of money, and keep you out of trouble. So it's worth it. You're like an attorney to me. Um, I have many attorneys, <laughs> and I only have one CPA. Really? But I That's do because have, we're better. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are tend to be just a little bit less slimy. No. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry if any of my lawyers are listening right now. Um, I love former <laughs> lawyers. I love you all. <laughs> like they got time to listen. They don't to care. To a they don't care what I say. It's my. They care. Come on, my, there's that. There's that great movie, The Accountant, that came out about two years ago. I've watched it about fifteen or twenty times. Oh, that was good. I, isn't that? Hold great? on. Was that who was the star? Oh, that ben was Affleck. Ben Affleck. He was and, autistic. Yes, I and, love yeah, that movie. Yeah, little little OCD going on, and uh, yeah, I love that movie. It's. Because that's what we do every day in our firm, right? Kill we're, we're, well, you know, <laughs> we protect them, and you know, you know, we've got some. You know, some of us go hunting, so we understand what okay, that's all about. Want, right? I don't want to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks he looks scary. That's all I know. Yeah, I'm just a very big teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> a number geek. Occasionally, I'm really more of a strategist, but we're we're surrounded by number geeks, and we have a we have a great we have a great crew. We're yeah. we're 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 proud of our innovations and our creativity. And clearly, no, we don't charge by the hour, right? That's one of our differences. We always want to have an, a conversation, right? If um, I think hourly based pricing is uh, Marxist, candidly. It's uh, labor theory of value. And mm. sometimes, you know, there's, a, there's the old adage where the, where the gentleman uh, came into a nuclear power plant and spent five minutes and fixed the bulb and sent a bill for $10,000, and the people got all excited. And they said, Well, how could you only spend five minutes? He goes, oh, Okay. Changing the bulb, 50 bucks. Knowing which bulb to replace, Nine thousand nine hundred fifty bucks, right? right? And that's and that's the real key. Whether whether we're whether we're doing what you know you've done historically, Dave, in in your businesses and processes, or whether you're a machinist or an engineer or a mechanic, we need to exchange that intellectual capital, the stuff that's between our brains, and produce really cool stuff and results for our customers because it's a result that matters, and we should price it accordingly. So you think uh, you're you're very much about. Um you know the whole entrepreneurial 
spirit. Absolutely. You, know, you understand that you're, the people you're working with are entrepreneurs. You know, they're they're making they're growing. Hopefully, you know, some of them some of them you're going to meet might end up being a full time full time job for you down the road where you that's all you got to do. You know, right. and do is deal with this one great organization. Uh, and then others are going to fail, but you're not going to be part of that. You're going to you're, you know, you're going to help help them avoid failure, right? Well, we we, we, we certainly do our best, and you know sometimes a, a a bad business plan won't a great product doesn't fix a bad business plan. Or in the it's, other way around too. And it's all about, regardless of what we're about, we're about delivering um, results and services to uh, our customers. It's it's really. Uh, Adam Smith used to talk about uh, the invisible hand, and he didn't really understand what that really meant. What it what it what it what it, what it means for me is, take that take that um, cattle rancher in in Wyoming, and I believe that the cattle rancher in Wyoming doesn't even like people in New York. Probably it's why they live in Wyoming. Sure. But yet yet that rancher gets up every day, and sees that the cattle's taken care of, and then figures out how to get it to the stockyard so that it can be produced into steaks that New York is famous for. Mm. And that's the invisible hand, right? He's that rancher's taking care of his family, and he's taking care of really good product. People miss the the, the magic that comes out with the, the ability to go to Seven Eleven and get a quart, a quart of milk at three o'clock in the morning and know it's fresh and it's clean and it's safe and it's priced right. Point, it's yeah. an amazing process that we can not can do our our stores and, and, and a lot of things have occurred because of that invisible hand of capitalism and entrepreneurs and spirit of service of just doing things right. Oh, and we get a profit for it. I mean, that's really that's really the really neat thing. Absolutely. So uh, it sounds to me like you agree with me that capitalism is a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we look at where we are today, intellectually, industrialized wise, uh, technologically, that was all driven by the human spirit. It re- it wasn't driven by governments and, and national plans, and mm-hmm. and I'm not anti-government. That's and, not my point. And everybody being the same, and, uh, you know, the, everybody's equal. And I, don't get me wrong, everybody's got equal rights, but, you know, we all have our own things that we offer, strengths and weaknesses. And that's that's what capitalism work does for me. I'm, I'm sure I'm pissing off some socialists today, but that's just the way I am. It, it isn't a good day if we don't make the socialists a little bit frustrated. <laughs> there it is there. So, uh, hey, Mark. Yeah. Guess what you're going to talk about? CPA dude. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're talking to him. I, now we're going to talk about him. Oh, do you want me to... Don't say anything bad. Hey, no, I'm leave so, the bad stuff out. So I've been trying... I've been wanting to get a hold of this guy anyways because, uh, you know, obviously... Uh, because, okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, but you do have to do that. I have, have to, to do this. Yeah. CPA dudes, where accounting is never boring. Uh, the price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what they want to pay. Um, after, ta- after, after talking to him, I was going to be a cheapskate, but not now. You've got, you've convinced me that. Well, yeah, you'll get I've the to- right deal. I've totally, I you'll like, get totally the right changed, deal this time. I totally changed my whole thinking after talking to him or listening to him that yeah. that what I decide to pay. I, I'm going to decide get, to pay. I get I'm, where he's coming. I'm from. deciding to pay more now because I think I appreciate him. So yeah. they don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. And I need that done. So find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Tell them Dave and Mark sent you, and we'll send you a special surprise. Seriously, we will. What kind of surprise are we talking about? See, there, there you go. You, you left well, something okay. on that. A hint, maybe, what a surprise. Well, you know, sometimes um, 
Well, we can be pretty creative. If you come to the office, the main, what I'd call the headquarters, if you're down in the Silicon Valley at all, come to the Silicon Valley, oh. the world's greatest coffee. We have phenomenal CPA coffee. CPA dudes is in, is in uh, we have Silicon primary, Valley. We have primary offices in San Jose, Sil- San Jose, California, in Silicon so Valley. We have to go to Silicon got a, Valley to get some coffee? we got a small <laughs> office. We have a small office in Los Angeles, and we have the office here in Portland. And uh, we Thank have goodness. affiliates around the world in every good tax haven that you can get, right? So uh, we've, got, we've got places out there, but we have world-class coffee, and I mean that, world-class coffee and sherry you'll be happy to if you want a macchiato we're not quite as barista like you have in portland but we're, mm. we're pretty good we'll always have candy and we'll always have a little bit of snack so we'll feed you all right, right. come to come to our office and we'll, we'll see well, i'm on a food. diet right now I just, you know i'm avoiding that place it sounds like you're trying to get everybody high on sugar and coffee to me it's a little suspicious well you know it, it, i can't i can't offer high on other things because they then they won't get any work done yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mark, he's, he's, he's uh, encroaching on your territory now. What? The drugs, the illegal drug activity. No, no, these are all legal. I mean, that was never good with the have, illegal drugs. No. We have a little Obviously bit of a not. cannabis practice. Years, no. right. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's completely different now that cannabis has certainly come uh, legal. And um, But, oh boy, you want to talk about a hellacious set of really bad tax acts owning a cannabis place because you're only allowed to deduct your direct costs and so now people are manipulating how to get direct costs and so if you think about it if you go back to your old industry Dave you know you've got you you'd say well what about my Variable. labor and my rent oh no you can't deduct that so you got to get the really you got to get hell? yeah so you're paying effectively like a 40 or 50% tax on your yeah. on your real net profits because you don't get to deduct half the stuff that you normally would deduct plus you got this banking issue the feds have got their heads up their caboose right yeah. that's and a it's, fancy all word it's doing for, is creating a black market for ah, it's stupid it's, you know look you know we got to do it the right way right you know and and I don't I don't think that taxing Marijuana is going to be the solution for everything, but 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 I think that we ought to have it have it right. And it's it's it's. Can I swear? Yeah, yeah. Fuck it's, yeah. it's horse shit. It, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> this yeah. entire this entire thing is the schedule A shits for the birds. Okay, and as CPA dudes, and we we help people who are growers and producers and um, distillers and retail places. So we have a and that's led by my partner Stephen Geller and. It uh, it's an interesting aspect of the business, but oh yeah, you got to do it right. And the other thing is, if you're gonna if you're gonna be in a business that's slightly legal or possibly illegal, edge. well, I mean, hey, look, I service uh, we service a number of people who are in adult related um, businesses. These are enterprises that are entrepreneurial porn. and. Well, Porn's one of those, possibly. Yeah. You might call it porn. Some people just call it entertainment. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. you know. Do they have a business card? <laughs> <laughs> Many of them do. Um, and, and they have retirement plans, too. So, just um, kidding, bro. Yeah, but, we, we, but you, know, you always want to report your tax, right? Always never screw with your income. Never, ever, ever. Always report your income. And then make sure you're getting as much benefit of the deductions as you can do. And that's one of the places that will help people who are find it difficult to get Services because you know other people make moral judgments about their business, and I'm about business. I'm right. not about you know. That's not your job. I'm about liberty, man. I yeah. really care about that. Me too, 100. percent Yeah, I mean, I've I've been uh, I've been held down. I've been you know I've oppressed. Been, well, I've, all kinds of things, man. I mean, I, I've I've been less than so much of my life, and when not, any opportunity I have to get back out there and get out there and do it, do what what feels right. Um, and you know what? Sometimes, honestly, um, things like weed, 
that's really there's a lot of gray areas in there. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you know, some some person may feel, and rightly so, that it's that what he's doing is great, and somebody else may go well have problems with that. But that's just the way it is. That's what freedom's about, man. I mean, yeah. you know, look, you know, I love there, there's a there's a slogan out there. I, I think maybe it goes on Facebook. It's like, you know, if if you don't like gay people, don't be gay, and if you don't and, and if you don't yeah. like smoking weed, don't smoke it. If you don't yeah. like drinking, don't drink it. But don't tell me what to do. I'm sounds kind of libertarian. I it? am. A, I, I call myself a West Coast libertarian, which mm-hmm. means I'm a fiscal conservative, which says government ought to let me spend my money and not the government. But I'm a socialist humanist when it comes to everybody's right to do what they want to do. I will protect their privilege to be who they are. Don't ask me to do what you're doing, but but I will protect it and I'll lay my 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 physical and my emotional spirit down for that That's so awesome. that, that we do that. And that doesn't change because I'm in here today. It's what I am each and every day. And, and I'm all about liberty. And our firm is about helping people achieve their dreams. And and that's why my title, my business card, if you haven't seen it, it's called Chief Dragon Slayer. And what I do mm-hmm. is I slay those people's dragons to figure out what stop getting in their way. Well, it sounds like um, you're like me in that, uh, hey, live and let live for the most part. We, if you... You know, one thing I learned a long time ago was not to carry stuff with me and not to be like, oh, my God, this guy's just, oh, it's going to ruin my day. No, none of it does. You know, um, people can be jackasses all day long, and that's the, as long as it's in their space, you know, that's their space. I don't have to hang out there. Um, that's it. You know, and Dave, that's, that, is, that is a mature, that's a mature person's thinking. It really is. I can only control how I think and how I react. I cannot control anybody else in, around me. I can make my space better. I can try to encourage them to to be better as, as human beings. And if they can't do that, then I can opt to be away from them. Right? Opt out. But, but, but yeah, I mean, we can there, we, we control what, ourselves. That's all we can do. What I've found is... is some of your a person's decisions, my decisions, um, are what get me in trouble. You know, I'll, I'll make a decision to get in uh, business with somebody or make an investment, or you know, I this is pretty much in the past, I hope, but <laughs> things where I've gotten um, in business with somebody or made an agreement to do something with somebody, and then they turn out to be somebody I can't abide with, I can't spend time with, I can't handle them. Uh, so it's a friend of mine goes well begun is half done and um, nowadays I try my damnedest to do the right thing at the beginning of anything I do make sure that think about all those those uh, pitfalls coming and one of those pitfalls is just dealing with assholes yeah and you know, if, and, and if somebody's an asshole you don't want to be there's a there's a book out there titled I think that's um, no assholes allowed. Yeah. Effectively, like we, and that's and that's really what successful businesses are about. They they really weed out those toxic personalities, those people who are naysayers. Who that doesn't mean we we weed out differences, but we do it with people who can be different and yet understanding. Right? I don't have to. I right. don't need a bunch of clones. It's called uh, differing well. There you go. Mm-hmm. See, instead of yeah, it, we all going to have conflict. Conflict is actually 
has, was very valuable with Dave's Killer Bread. Um, and at the same time, it could be, it was, sometimes it was debilitating. It, it, you can differ badly where it's like you can't function. And then um, you differ well where you go, I hate you. I can't stand you. But, <laughs> but we got to do this. You know? And that's how we would get through things uh, back then. And, uh, you know, I remember the naysayers. You speak of naysayers. Oh, boy. Um, Eighty percent of the people that you deal yeah. with. Well, people want. Some people seem to want you to fail, and then there's others who just uh, don't get what you're doing. And you know, they're they're like, this is the way things are. And well, no, they're not. Not anymore. That's what. I, that's my thing. It's like, no, we're gonna make. We're gonna improve on the way things are. You know. And I mean, I sound like 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 I'm. You know, like I'm more than I am. But you know what? I I did innovate and and. Uh, innovate a product and everybody thought I was full of crap and they said well this is what the book says no fuck the book right you know? fuck the book yeah the books get rewritten all the write time write your own book right mm-hmm. right yeah. you know there's um, I think he's an economist but Schumpeter said that um, all new innovations go through three phases first of all it's ridiculed right people just snicker and laugh at it right mm-hmm. and then it's violently opposed Oh, you can't. And then it's taken as self-evident, right? So when we start out new ideas and new creative, it's one of the reasons I'm we're, we're candidly here at NetSpace for our, our Portland office. We're, 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 we're anchored in technology and new ideas. And, you know, not all of them are good ideas, but, man, some of them are awesome. But if we don't float them and we don't attempt them and we don't, and we don't figure out how to bring them into the marketplace – and allow the the gestation of ideas. Mm. That's what that's what it's about. And you know, I know that we're probably not going to get into politics, but that's what's wrong with Washington, right? They're afraid of ideas, and they're not honest about it. And oh, they yeah. could be because they're good people. They're not, none of them are really evil people. They're thought, stuck, they're uh, some of them might be. I thought Uber was a dumb idea. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, well, except for, you know, uh, you know it's funny I was in Vancouver <laughs> Wednesday night and yesterday and they don't have Uber in Vancouver. What? And yeah, yeah. Yes, they do. And no, not Washington, like, Canada. Oh, BC. Okay. Well, it's coming in like 2020. 2020, what the hell? But okay. They don't have a new Gene Springfield either. Well, which is dumb. They just, they're going to get lift. Okay. okay. But I, I mean, I'm sitting there going, I'm in downtown. I had to go do something in the government office and I needed to get back to my convention center and to find a cab. They all drove by, but none of them would stop. Mm. I, it took me like 20 minutes. I'm going, if just had Uber, God, I could just sit here. Uber is a uh, is an idea that worked. Uh, you know, and Lyft. Um, yeah, yeah. So when we say Uber, we Uber, Lyft. When Uber, I don't Lyft. care what it is. It's a, it, you know, it's an, it's an app-based thing. That what did what did what did Uber do? It trans it transferred information. It told me as a customer where they were at. It gave me safety in knowing who my driver was. It it allowed me to allow my daughter to ride in an Uber because I could see both sides. Quick it service. took care. It quick service. Happy. A car that Cheap. was clean. Uh, better priced, it had shocks, and you didn't have that damn plastic window for it. And you know, God, they give you a bottle of water, and you were happy to tip them. <laughs> it wasn't even an innovation; that was an invention. And uh-huh. I mean, it was beyond an innovation, wasn't it? And it, it was so foreign to people. Like, oh, no cabs. This is the way things are. This is what you, you, you hail a cab, right? I was still riding cabs for a while, and I seen everybody else Uber, and I go, "What's wrong with these dudes? I'm, I'm not going to Uber." And then, like, 
finally I got the app. I go, why did I wait so long? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, and, one and Dewey later. The, the, people who, the people who spend all the money on medallions, and don't forget, this is all called rent-seeking behavior. These are the people who, who you know, if you think about it, the people who are anti-Uber, they're going, oh, we've got to protect the public. Why? The public isn't asking for that, right? It's yeah. always the it's always the insiders that are asking to protect the public, and and my wife said, "Well, oh, but you don't know who your driver is." I said, "That's funny. I don't know who my cab driver exactly. is either." You know, yeah. and, and it's like, oh, all of a sudden, there's okay. all these new questions yeah. that um, should have been asked before. If you're going to ask, it's the same questions. What's and what's most amazing in in the entire Uber conversation is is the taxi companies didn't invent it and could have. But there was no incentive for the... Good point. And it's all about incentives. I'm a big fan of... You've never dealt with um, the behavioral economists that are out there. Dan Ariely, for example, and Levinson, who wrote, who wrote um, the book Freakonomics. People are irrational. They're, they're Freakonomics? Pretty, Freakonomics. Okay. Phenomenal book. It's a Not the movie. Yeah. Not the movie. The, but the book. Hmm. The book is really good. And... and you know, people are predictably irrational, right? We're 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 both Homer Simpson and Mr. Spock. Mm. You know, because if we were all Mr. Spock, um, I wouldn't be fat. Okay, <laughs> okay, because it, it's, it's illogical to be fat. We know that. It's the same thing with smoking and a lot of other things, right? But we're but we're Homer Simpson, and out of Homer Simpson comes love and caring and humanity and poetry, right. and that drives us. But you know, this this is inherent conflict, and I and. Part of our business that the CBA dudes is about helping people converge, converge those humanities that we have. So it's, if we can't have fun, to hell with it, right? I'm always battling, making that battle. I got the devil on my shoulder, and you know the angel on the other one. Sometimes that was um, a, that was a scene in Animal House, right? You know. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I, I can barely remember scene. that, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's a great song. Fucker, fucker, don't you dare! <laughs> She's a virgin. Yeah. You sissy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's exactly it. You know, pretty much I, I have like a lot of uh, stipulated um, behaviors now. I go straight. F there's this question. Should I... Uh, Take it in the ass, you know. I mean, something like that. I don't. I don't debate that. I know that I shouldn't take it in the ass, and I don't want to. Unless well, you enjoy it. Yeah. And if you enjoy well, yeah. it, and if you enjoy I mean, it, you but should. for me, though, yeah. I'm not going to enjoy you it. Think I already about know it when I'm that. around. I'm pretty sure I already <laughs> know that I don't want to do that, so I don't have to really think about that. But there's other ones that are a little bit more complicated, like, oh, should I? God damn, look at that beer over there. I won't get a UA for uh, oh, Three a days. week. I won't get a UA for a week, <laughs> but you never know. They may slip one in on me. So. Do they UA for beer? Oh, yeah, alcohol. Yeah, that's yeah. a new one. I've been you out didn't of... know there was alcohol in beer? Well, I, I thought they did a swab or something, but... Yeah. So anyway, uh, no, I, I just stipulate that I can't drink. Oh, shit, I'm dirty. <laughs> so um, anyway, just, but that's that's behavior. That's where that's learned behavior, uh, you know, where you overcome your tendencies because, you know, beer so benign, right? But... No. Yeah. <laughs> so frosty. What well, the, the comics say about beer? Why did it go through you so fast? It didn't have to stop to change color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, you're, talking, you're talking about Miller beer, man. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you know what? Uh, guess what? Today's episode of Felony Inc. podcast is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. 
Publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this. That is press releases, editorial pitches, and all that. And they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities out of which you can construct the PR package right for your future, or actually the future of your business. And also, listeners, please leave Felony Inc. podcast a review on iTunes. We might even read it on air. That's it. Motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, uh, motherfuckers. Back, to, back to our great guest here. Um, boy, you know, this is probably the most intellectual guest we've had on our show at this, uh, to this, this point. And I'm not talking about you. Oh. You thought uh, I was talking about you. I was pretty... You're a guest co-host. <laughs> Make the distinction. Yeah, I'm not a guest. <laughs> I'm a but you are. It's good to have you. I here. went from guest to co-host. Yeah. That's a Ste- promotion. Step it up. It is did a you, promotion. Did you, get, did you get more pay? Uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I bought <laughs> breakfast. It was... Yeah. So, actually, Dave, he's, he's Dave stuck paid. me. Dave stuck me with the tab. And you got paid the same amount as last time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. N- nice pat on the back. Yeah. There you go. Well, I like that pat on the back, though. Yeah. You know, you never know what's going to come of this. You know, somebody might actually listen to this and go, you know, these guys. I can help those guys. I can. I can help them. You know, some shrink or somebody might be listening and go, I have a solution that can get these guys to change these guys. What do you think? That would be phenomenal. I think that. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was joking. I th- no, I think I need to see a counselor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually going for it. <laughs> you see my uh, eyes light up? So, you know, therapy. Mark. I need I, therapy. I, I bring Mark up. Mark comes up, works on my tattoo. We talk smack. We do a barbecue. And, and Mark is a very fun-loving and nice guy. But he's got more problems. <laughs> And almost all of them have to do with women. 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Oh, but, no, no. 99 <laughs> Sounds bitches. like the opposite. <laughs> 99 bitches and a problem ain't one. Yeah. So I, uh, I've changed, Dave. So I'm thinking, like, I have been going through hey, a lot of... I've changed. <laughs> I can't tell. Uh, uh, so, you know, I've been going through a lot of accounting uh, questions lately in my own um, life because I have businesses that lose massive amounts of money and the best thing that I you know because I I took on uh, African art business that is uh, just like no market whatsoever but I loved it I was like a market of one and uh, I I bought it all and now (laughs) I don't know what to do with it so uh, I got to manage it I got employees dealing with it all this stuff and um, so I throw away hundreds of thousands of dollars every year now uh that sounds a little crazy, right? But I'm working on all these mitigation, uh, mitigating things that I do. You know, how do I, how do I get some deductions on the? Well, there's a lot of deductions, but like for instance, I, I did investments that I that did do well, and so that the money that came from those investments was offset by the losses. Sure, uh, but yet I did so well on one investment that um, I didn't have all the losses, to, so I'm just looking for more losses this year. Well, you know, look, uh, a couple a couple, a couple things. You know, in, in, in my view, so first of all, uh, nobody's ever gone to bankruptcy court paying tax, but a lot of people have gone to bankruptcy court trying to do everything they can to avoid tax, right? right. So, I mean, it's it becomes... Um, 
it becomes a, a difficult tight walk or tightrope to walk sometimes. Dave, I heard you in the elevator. You know, you're proud. You're proud to be an American. I heard that in the elevator. Dave, oh, yeah. we, had, we had, we had, we had, we had. It was an, it was an interesting ride. That's the elevator when I saw today, a frown. Man. That's when I saw a frown from you. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh this chance. guy's a socialist. No, I'm an Eagle Scout man. So you know, uh, but but uh, the the key the key is is you know. It's okay to have and make an investment, a strategic decision to go into to the art market, right? My mother was very active in the uh, Northwest uh, Native American arts here with her with her with her with her husband before she passed, and it was difficult at times to always garner a profit. We can have a profit motive, but but sometimes it takes a ten or fifteen year lineage to, to figure out how to get there. We know that up front, we start to make strategic decisions, right? Yeah. I love African art myself. I, I, I deal with a gallery in South Africa in, in, the, in the wine region called Man's Art, which is really, really, really really it's more awesome more contemporary stuff. art. Um, they have some, but they have some non-contemporary arts, too. And it's not me. So, um, well. You know, but but yeah. So it, and, and, and we want to and, and we want to make sure that we're making good decisions if we're going to make an investment because those losses are really just investment. And the other thing is, is that sometimes we when we have excess profits because we're going to reinvest what it is that we did that we did so well, we're going to put back in the community. So so candidly, maybe we start to say what kind of a what, what's my business platform? Is it really part? Social and community and NGO nonprofit kind of a world, or is it is it is it is it is there a real marketplace for the gallery? Is the gallery international? Is it domestic? What's our presence? How do we how do we motivate people? Because art is art is clearly one of those things that's quite subjective. Um, some well, of it's like wow, and other other of it's one. Wow. This one, this particular uh, situation is is complex. I've been at it for about three years. I didn't I didn't set out to get in the art business. I set out. I just I had gone through some recent struggles, uh, and I wanted to heal. And I thought, well, this is actually a good way to heal. I didn't really think too much about it. I just felt that hey, this is where I want to go. And I got off. First, I started off with eBay, then you know, and Amazon, and all that stuff. And I didn't know anything. But then I eventually started meeting a lot of different people. And in the African art business, I can tell you there is a lot of pitfalls and a lot of lies are told, and a lot of games are played. And I was brand new to it. And all I cared about, I cared about the art, not all the other BS. Right, yeah. right. So uh, now I have a lot of it. And, you know, it's all good. It's just I have to find uh, ways to make my employees, uh, the, when they produce something, it actually makes money. And they, they're good people. Yeah. And so you don't, I'm like, I'm not going to go fire these guys. Um, they're doing good work. So let's figure out how to make their work pay off, and we're right. it, aligning those interests, right, and saying how do we do we have a do we have a product differentiation? Do we have a marketing differentiation? What is our what is our challenge? I mean, is there? We know there's a market for African art. Mm-hmm. We know there is. It may be thin relative to all mar- art, yeah. but it's but it's but but thin in a in a nineteen trillion dollar economy is still a pretty big number. I yeah. mean, the question becomes how do we how do we capture it and w- what's our presence <coughs> and what is it that motivates people that moment to say I want that in my house, yeah. right? I mean, 
I mean, I, I think about the original piece of art that I picked up in South Africa last year. It, it candidly, my wife thought it was completely Looney Tooney. Um, it, it's um, it's a dung beetle on a big thing of dung, and the woman dung beetle is on it. And she goes, and it's an original pencil drawing, and it's really raucous. But it's really great if you go back to YouTube and you look up a guy named Z. Frank, and Z. Frank has an, a, a series of scientific kind of really strange animals, and he has a three-minute episode on the dung beetle. And if you know the history of the dung beetle, you would understand why I bought this. I, I bought this it. because it's, I mean, it's just rocking with the Z. Frank guy who, if he was teaching science to every third grader, we would have a world full of scientists because he makes so, this shit really cool. So you're, it's almost a uh, provenance then. It's like it's because of this guy. Gotta talk to me, man. It's, yeah, it's, the it's, story it's, of the piece is what matters. Is what kind of matters too. Yeah, yeah. right. It's and and, and, that, and because I'm not I'm not an art broker or an art dealer. I just like the crap that's on my wall, right? Yeah. And it, it talks to me. It was like you know this well, big chicken kinda, that I brought in earlier today, right? It's yeah. like this is cool. I haven't seen a chicken like this. And, yeah. Well, that's what happened to me. I mean, but I went a little too far. That's all. <laughs> I I said, well, this looks good. I love this. And I started decorating. You know, I'm a decorator. I really am. I mean, I'm an interior decorator. I should, I should talk with a lisp and you know have a limp wrist because Why? I am such. Because, I mean, think about that, right? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm going to call. I'm going to, you know, Dave. Come on, just because people are interior decorators doesn't make them. I know. And I know. even though, even though I have, I'm, I'm trying to artistic be, people around me, but you know, come on, man. I, you can, I'm, I'm, I like. I tend to enjoy uh, stereotypes. And, okay. Um, I particularly, if you know, people stereotype me all the time. And, Is that right, though? No, but okay. no, it's okay. It's oh, no, right. it's okay. Yeah, but, it's but, fun. But, it's yeah. fun. And to me, you know, I mean, it's just trust I, me. I'm an accountant, for God's sake. Do you think <laughs> I get stereotyped? I mean, oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, we always every accountant I've ever known is something we have lots of jokes uh, to talk about. Just yeah. how you know, God, how how terrible would it be to <laughs> to be an accountant? You know, I, mean, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm in here today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's avoiding work. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I I just threw that in there. That that's a, I thought that was a little color. That's all it was. But uh, you know, I started decorating my walls and with these things, and my, eventually my whole house was just covered. But it was all well organized, and it looked really cool to me. Now my old lady had different ideas. Still looks cool. Yeah. Well, it's different now. I have a, I've refined my tastes. A little bit. That's called seen. excess inventory. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got you to gotta be like the rug guy. I'm going out of business, right? So everything's on sale when you're really not going out of business or I'm moving, right? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking There's of that. There's lots of ways to do that. Speaking of that, I'm <laughs> thinking about having a large garage sale. And, uh, you know, garage sales, you don't tend to report to the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you with that, Dave. I'm a garage selling fool. Yeah. I got well, it down. Yeah. Right. It's all good. Yeah, I'm all about doing the well, right well, thing Dave, with Dave, the IRS. Dave, everybody, everybody with their garage sales may have an obligation to report, but of course their cost basis is generally below, yeah, which is money. above that. Yeah, so I mean, there's no taxability. But yeah, people need to watch people who 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 are regularly having garage sales. That's you know what'll happen is a a you'll, you'll you'll piss somebody off, right, and then they'll report you. <sighs> It'll be like a business or a you know, sales tax if you're in a sales tax state, and it's like, you know, it, it, it's it's the asshole that's next door that's tired of all the cars coming to your house. So, mm. when in doubt, report, take the deduction. Don't take a loss, but you know, we're good. Yeah, I 
but I don't even have to cheat to to report losses. There right you go. Now, see, so it's not even a problem. But here's my art. But if I did, uh, if I if if either way, I I try to stay above board. I I really do. I don't uh, nowadays. You know, I have every reason to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to say something, or are you just going to I don't know. There? This guy talks a lot. <laughs> I was really, actually really, I apologize. I was, I was really uh, enthralled with, or, uh, you know, just into what he was saying. So, yeah. yeah, it's very, very interesting. It's a little bit over well, my head tell a little him, bit. But. Tell him a little bit about your business and uh, maybe how... Maybe he can give you some free advice about... No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hire this guy. Well, maybe he can give you some free advice okay. about what he can do for you. Okay, I got all my receipts in this box. Um, I got some things in files. I got... Um, I'm behind. That but, sounds like bookkeeping uh, to me. Yes, <laughs> so that's different. Yeah, it is. Different. Oh, so who does my bookkeeping? Somebody's got a bookkeeper. Yeah, well, we have we have we actually have bookkeepers, and, and, and that's a bookkeep before I CPA it. Well, I mean, if you uh, don't have a surgeon pierce an ear, right? Well, I mean, so so just okay. because they can. What I'm saying, what I'm thinking is, you being a CPA, you can tell him how to get absolutely it ready. Yeah, get okay. it ready for him, yeah. CPA. Okay, that's what I. I, uh, I had the same thing. I eventually. You know, I used to have a pretty expensive bookkeeping service, and because I have a complex, you know, set of books, and my daughter, uh, I finally got to the point where I'm paying my daughter for this other, all this other stuff. Why not let her learn a skill, learn something cool, and uh, get some some cool, you know, experience, and also learn to do my books? And she's. Picked it up pretty quick, you good, know, and good, she's still good, got good. work to do. But our our CPA, his office is the one who taught her mm-hmm. to do this, and um, I mean, that's what you could do. Um, I my son was going to do it. He had me buy a bunch of stuff. He needed an ergonomic desk and mm-hmm. uh, sticky notes and pens. I, you know, it's a big <laughs> list of like three or four hundred bucks worth of stuff and. Right Anyways, there, we had to go broke. Just we, went, we had a fallout. We had a fallout. Nothing ever got done. So it's it actually got it's in a box still. Yeah, they, you know they're it's still in the box. So so yeah, absolutely. The first thing you have to you have, to have good records, right? I mean, unfortunately, the Internal Revenue Service lives in the 1950s, right? Mm. I mean, I mean, they, they, they want they they want what the heck? They want paper and they want those ideas. You know, you can always go to good online stuff, Zero, QuickBooks, and other I kinds have of places. I don't use that, it. You know, it's a great. It, it's it's a it's a very good product. It's a lot like an old Volkswagen Beetle, which means it's good for around town. Don't go over the Rockies with it. I mean, but it has strengths and weaknesses. Which product is that? That's Quickie Books. Okay. QuickBooks, and Cubio. And it's a. It, I mean, it, it literally is. It's it's what's the greatest thing about QuickBooks is you can find an expert on about every other corner. Who can really help you? Should your expert fail, right? And and you do. You have to organize your records. You have to have an understanding. You need to figure out um, financial statements are what I call lagging indicators. They tell us where we've been. The business plan tells us where we're going, and that's really what I care about. But yes, you got to organize that and the paper and the expando files and all that stuff. That's bookkeeping. That's clerical. Let's get really good bookkeepers to fix that. Yeah. Don't pay high-priced CPAs, regardless right. of how they price. To do work that should really be done at a good bookkeeper level, because bookkeeper will be good faster. C- a good honest CPA is not gonna is gonna tell you, hey, I, that's not, I don't, I shouldn't be doing this. Right. Yeah. When you get it ready, then it's my turn. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you think he's waving at you? He's, uh, I thought he was. He's <laughs> telling us we got five minutes left. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> what what do you? Uh, 
What, what would you say to wrap up your, you know, what, if you had five minutes or three minutes to say the most important thing you've ever said in your life? <laughs> well, the most important thing is is meeting you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So, you know, look, if you're going to be in business, surround yourself with, with, with a group of advisors, right? Get a really good business lawyer that, that passed Econ 101, okay? Mm-hmm. Knowing the law is one thing, but understanding economics. Interesting. It's all about, um, I believe that, you know, it's not your product. Uh, Simon Sinek wrote a, wrote a great book called Start With Why. It's not what we do or how we do it. It's why we do it. And people buy what, we, what our why is. So when we're passionate about it, and money's never a why. So I would tell people to sit yes. back and say, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. What is the value? And then surround myself with a good accountant, a good risk management. That'd be somebody in the insurance industry. Get get a lawyer and get another successful entrepreneur or two who's 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 got some experience and then listen to their advice. You don't have to follow it, but 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 certainly seek it and be prepared to pivot. And pivoting is saying, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna open African art. Mm. Oh, I've learned something about African art, and now I'm going to switch. I'm still going to be in the art market, but I'm going to switch it over here mm-hmm. and and do more consultations and interior design. And oh, we've got this great African art we can place in that wall, right? So now we're pivoting our business constantly. We to, learning. We have to be flexible. Adapting. The business we start today is not the business we're going to have in two to three or five years, mm-hmm. if we're at all successful. And we're going to. Uh, we need to study success. For success leaves clues. We learn some things from failure, but study success. Look, look around and see what is successful. But be willing to follow your instinct. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve Jobs did not use focus groups. He just knew he was smarter than right. everybody else, right? So you I can't. I stories you, about that. And then I mean, it's good stuff. So successful businesses, great product, great innovation, great leadership, the ability to pivot. And passion. And passion, right? And, and you're driving. That's, uh, that's probably what messages I would pass. Very good. Yeah, you know, uh, for me, it was passion. The passion took care of so much because I was willing to do what I had to do, uh, believing in what I was doing. And, I, you know, for anybody out there who thinks entrepreneurship is, an, is the easy way to make money, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, hey, easy money, I'll uh, start a business doing this. You know, you haven't known very many entrepreneurs because it's hard, isn't it, Mark? Yeah. Is that all you got to say? <laughs> You've been real was, helpful. I've been spacing off. No, but this stuff is incredible for me. But yeah, um, as far as my business, he's right. It just wasn't what I expected it to be. At one point, I was thinking, what did I do? Downtown Portland tattoo shop. Um, I struggled. Uh, you know, we, we partied a little bit at first. We were known as a party shop. We cut all that out. We've gone totally professional. We got the state-of-the-art um, uh, in-the-cloud uh, release forms for our customers. Uh, um, I, uh, I went through two managers, this last guy. Uh, Joshua Biggest, if you're out there listening to this, you're incredible. This guy has just totally redecorated the shop. It just looks perfect in every little detail. Um, you know, it's it's a matter of changes. You know, you keep going. It's like I could. I'm so blessed right now because of you know it's successful. I got seven artists that are, are full time. We're feeding seven families. That's for me. That's incredible because my first went into that. This. That, by the way, is, think about it. seven families, pivoting, yes. learning, changing, willing to risk. Think of the ripple effect of, of a good business. Um, when I went into this, I, I told myself, um, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to sign this lease. I, I'm going to have to do it. I'll do, if I have to do it, I'll do it myself. 
So, but that was my attitude going into it. But I don't have to do it myself. I have good people around me. It's taken a while, but we, it's well, it's all exponential, man. I mean, the work we put into this it pays back, and sometimes for me, um, the good work I did has come back to me manyfold, and I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm going to keep trying to do some of that work, and the motivation is not to make, not just to make money. It's it's got to be more than that. Money's a result. It's not yes. a motive. It's not. It's not. It's not the process. It's success, a result. Success is before you even get started. I mean, you got success is having a good mindset, and you know, uh, living your life right. You know, and enjoying the journey, right? Yeah, Can absolutely. We get a yes. Can we get a yes? Oh, one Can we get a million yes? dollars. Yeah. All right. Hey. <laughs> well, next week's guest, according to this, is Ivan Yoder of IQ Solutions. Do you think Ivan's going to show up or give us a call? We'll see. Join us every week live at 10 a.m. Pacific time at StartupRadioNetwork.com. And I want to, again, thank our fantastic guest, Daniel Morris. Morris, it's too easy, uh, of CPA Dudes. And, um, yeah, check them out, CPADudes.com, right? Absolutely. And if you don't join us live... Next week, we may visit your house late that night when you're least expecting it and make you listen. Breaking in, entering Mark's ass. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) This will be full on breaking and listening. Uh, Breaking bad. That's it. Coming up up after the break. Go ahead. Hey, that's mine. (laughs) Come on. They actually got one of my pages with my name on it. Coming... Coming up after the break is Latino Founder Hour with your hosts, Edgar Navas and Claudia Cardenas. Cardenas. The podcast is usually in Spanish, so que pasa con mi hermosa y hermanas. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.